you can get these beautiful things that are popping up into your head, the lifestyle that you want, the travel, all of these beautiful visions, and you'll grab them and you'll just shut that shit down. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. True mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we provide business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I really just don't want you to be one of them. So let's talk about something that I think a lot of people who are probably listening to this go through in certain stages, or if not, you probably live this way. And it's probably massively affecting your self-worth, the way you feel about yourself. It probably creates a lot of internal chaos, a lot of negative dialogue. And it's probably going to make you live a shitty life that you don't want versus the life that you could potentially be living, which is the great life based on the visions that you keep having. This here is really talking about putting everybody else first. Now, when I was a young kid, I was taught a lot of mistruths. And I think a lot of people were taught mistruths about life. You know, you've got to go to school to get a good education. You've got to have a good education so you can get a good job. You've got to have a good job so you can get ahead in life. That may have been true in the 1940s and the 1950s, but that's not true anymore. You cannot do well at school and become a multimillionaire in millions of different ways. So it's not saying that you shouldn't go to university, by the way. I'm just saying that you need to figure out what's important to you and do it because if you do it well, you'll probably earn a lot of money. So that was one of the mistruths. But another one was that it is better to give than to receive and you need to put everybody else first. Okay, looking after others is the best thing that you can do. Now, if you think like that, that may be partially true, but I'm just going to break it down in regards to certain universal laws. I'm going to break this down in regards to why that mistruth has been told and then how you can live a better life and do better things for yourself and everybody else around you if you just tweak your thinking a little bit. So I'm not saying it's not true, but I'm just not saying it's not totally true either. So if you're putting everybody else first, it's normally at the expense of yourself. Then normally what happens is you'll burn out, you'll be tired, you'll have self-sabotage patterns, you have self-depreciation. And when that happens, there are different ways that different people express that this is happening to them. So for me personally, when I used to do that and I put everybody else first, this anger and resentment would build up inside of me and I'd start resenting others and then I would become passive aggressive where I wouldn't say anything for a long period of time until eventually I would just flip out at people. And this happened with staff where I would let them get away with stuff and I would let them get away, let them get away. I'd train them, I'd babysit them, I'd help them, I'd be on the phone to them after hours and I'm just helping and helping and helping. And then one day I just snap and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then after that, they turn around and they go, you know, Michael can be aggressive or Michael's aggressive. You know, Michael's hard to deal with, but it's just because I didn't set boundaries up front because I kept valuing them more than I was valuing myself and what I was trying to achieve in life. So I personally became part of my response normally when that happens is when I prioritize everybody else, I become passive aggressive and then I flip out. Now that's not everybody. There are probably a large portion of this community, the Driven Mofo community that do that, where you'll just let things build up and you won't say anything and you'll suppress what you want to say and then eventually you'll just snap and flip out. So that's one way. Another way that I've seen people do this is that they just mentally and emotionally shut down. So they will just shut everything off so that they don't have to acknowledge it and they don't have to deal with it. Now, Jess is very much like this, where she will just take other people's shit for long enough and then she'll just shut down and go into meltdown. And so she might end up in tears. She will just want to be away from everybody. She'll just, she she just won't want to be around, the, around anybody else. And so that's another way that it can happen. I've also seen people just get consistently frustrated 
They can start nitpicking. They're probably some of the most common ways that I've seen, and they're, they're pretty common in most of our society. There are some other ways as well, but it normally triggers the flight, fight, and freeze response when you build up this resentment towards others. So you might fight and become aggressive or become angry or become frustrated or have microaggressions through narky comments. Some people just shut down and freeze, and then some people just try to run away from it. So they'll just want to get away. And I was speaking to somebody the other day who had a staff member, and they said the staff member just put in their resignation. They said, what's wrong? And they said, I'm just frustrated about a few things that are happening in the business. And the business owner said, well, why didn't you come and talk to me about them? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And so that's essentially people running away from their problems. They won't want to deal with them, so they'll just run away. So this person, instead of dealing with frustrations and problems that they had in this business, they just decided to go get a new job because it was just easier than having to confront the problem or the situation. So you've essentially got different ways that different people deal with the flight, fight, and freeze response. But if you're putting everybody else first, that means that they're more important than you. Now, if they're more important than you, then you value them more than you value yourself. So you see the value of others over your own value. And this is a lot of people in our society, especially if you're scrolling through Instagram, if you're scrolling through Facebook, you'll see that that there are a lot of people who are achieving these amazing feats or these great things. Now, it's not a lot of people. It's just a very small percentage of the population who do really, really well. Most other people are faking it till they make it or they over-exaggerate shit. You know those dudes out there with the amazing abs and then you realize that they've been photoshopped in or the girls out there who have the perfect skin and when you actually see them in real life, their skin doesn't look that good and it's just normally because they've been photoshopped or they've been wearing lots of makeup to cover all that stuff up. And so the people that a lot of people out there are pedestaling, normally they're not much different than anybody else. But normally when you look up to someone, you'll put yourself down. And so when you devalue yourself, it's essentially because you're looking up to other people around you and you think that they're more valuable than you are. And so that will start to create a lot of self-depreciation, a lot of self-depreciating thoughts. And again, you can get those visions, you can get the mission, you can get these beautiful things that are popping up into your head, the lifestyle that you want, the travel, all of these beautiful visions, and you'll grab them, you'll just shut that shit down. So sometimes I'll speak to people and they'll say things like, you know, I just don't know what I want. And I'll go, well, what are your visions? What keeps popping up in your head? And they go, oh, I, I, I don't really get any. I don't really know. And it's just because they're so used to just shutting them down and suppressing the shit out of them because it conflicts with the way that they're living. So maybe they've been taught that other people are more important than themselves or it's better to give to others than to receive. So it means that it's better to give your energy and your effort and the things that are important to you in life to everybody else. And so you look after them above yourself and it's like a sacrifice. Now imagine this. Imagine you being born just to be a sacrifice just to be a sacrificial lamb to everybody else or a sacrificial person so you sacrifice your existence here on earth just to make sure that you please others now if you've got kids those kids are watching you if they watch you and they see you doing it they'll have two responses one response is they'll copy you or they'll see it and they'll go fuck this i don't want to end up like mum or dad i'm going to do that the complete opposite now neither of those things are good right i don't think that it's great to sacrifice yourself at the expense of others but I don't think that it's the best to, to do things for you at the expense of others either. There's a beautiful midpoint in there. And if you've been listening to my podcast for long enough, or you've been watching a lot of our stuff, or you've been to any of my events, you'll hear me talk consistently about this pendulum that swings. And that there's this beautiful thing called, the, the Greeks called it the golden mean. And the golden mean is the balance point, the, the symmetry in between two sides. So if you're someone who does everything at the expense of yourself for others, then that's one extreme. The other extreme is that I do everything at the expense of others for myself because I don't give a shit about other people. I don't think that's a, a benefit either and that's an extreme. There's a beautiful balance point which is fair and equitable value exchange which is 
that I am here to do my thing. And should I do my thing really, really well, and should I excel at that thing and really commit to it, then at the same time, I'm helping many, many other people as well through multiple different ways. So I realized this a few years ago. It took me many years of working through my self-doubt, my self-belief issues, you know, all the depreciating voices that I had inside my head, the pedestaling others, putting people up on a pedestal and thinking that, you know, they're doing so much better than me and that I'm not good enough. Once I cleared out all that crap, what happened then was I was able to just live authentically and be able to do the thing that is me. Now, when I say live authentically, no human being really lives authentically because as we grow, there will be people that we pedestal and there will be people that we look up up to and there will be people that we look down upon. And there's certain reasons for that. That normally takes me a good four or five hours to explain in Thrive Time because that creates the internal voices and the internal dialogue inside of our own head according to the famous psychiatrist Sigmund Freud. So, and then I go through why that happens and how to break those patterns because you don't want the self-depreciating, but you also don't want to pedestal yourself and put everybody else down either because both of those two things won't help you live a great life. So there's this beautiful balance point of fair and equitable value exchange. Now, when I realized my own value, what that allowed me to do was I now have a business where I employ other people. So do I perceive that by doing something that's important to me that I can add value to others? And that is yes. So when I employ them, I essentially employ them to add value to the business, but at the same time, I add value to them, both by their personal growth and their personal development, by learning stuff, by consistently growing their skill set, by getting paid well as well, providing that they do a good job and add value to the company, which is actually valuable to the business. And so because of that, there's this beautiful fair and equitable value exchange. Most people don't want to be business owners, even if they think they do. Business is tough. Some weeks I work seven days a week, some days I work six days a week, and the majority of the time I at least work five days a week, and I'll normally work Long hours. Now, yeah, I do take breaks in the middle of the day. I go out and have coffee, but they're normally with clients or things like that. And sometimes I might go and train in the middle of the day, but I will work until, you know, late as well. So business is quite tough, but I really love it. And I really enjoy it because I feel like that's part of my values and it's part of what I'm here to do. So for those who don't want to own a business, it provides job stability. It provides financial stability. So they're able to go and live their dreams and their goals. And should they keep improving themselves and their skill set, they'll keep getting paid well because they keep adding more value to the business. And so that creates fair and equitable exchange. Now, if there's not fair and equitable exchange amongst two parties, it normally either creates guilt or it creates resentment. You will have guilt if someone always does things for you and you feel like you can't give back. So if you've got a parent or a friend who always does stuff for you, you can start to feel guilty like you can't give them back the value that they've given you. So guilt is a byproduct of unfair value exchange when someone gives you too much and you can't give it back to them. On the other hand, you have resentment. If you do too much for other people and there is an unfair value exchange, you'll start to resent them. So for business owners who are listening, if you have a staff member that's underperforming, you'll start to get really frustrated and start to resent them because you're going, I'm paying them a wage, I'm paying them to do a job, but at the same time, they take up a lot of my time, a lot of my energy, they're extremely frustrating, and at the same time, I'm not getting the value back in return because the business is struggling financially. Now, if you're smart enough, you build a business where you have a whole bunch of staff who are living their values because that's where they'll be most valuable and most productive. That's why if you're a business owner and you haven't done Thrive Time or come to our Triumph event, I highly recommend it because I'll teach you all this stuff and I go through a lot of this, which isn't spoken about in most other events. But if you understand that a staff member has a high value in a skill set, like let's say they have a high value in marketing, then what they'll do is they'll keep upskilling as they keep upskilling and learning, they, they won't work after hours, not all the time, but they'll go home and they'll want to learn about marketing. On weekends, they'll be reading, they'll be researching, they'll be trying to better themselves because they love what they do. They'll love that area that they're working in. And so they're not essentially thinking, how do I make the business more money? What they're doing is they're thinking, how do I become the best I can be in this skill set? And so they keep upskilling. 
But as they do that, they offer more value into the business. Then the business owner, if the business owner sees their value, gives them a higher wage in order to retain them and keep them because they're more valuable. And that's the way that things work in, in an economy. Now, when you have staff members that are underperforming, you start to resent them because you go, they're taking the piss, they're taking more value that they're giving in return, and so then resentment is created. It can happen the same way when you have a highly skilled worker who's working for someone who devalues them within their business, they will start to create resentment towards the business owner or the manager. This is why emotions are important and understanding our emotions, because if you get that resentment, you know that there's an unfair value exchange going on. This also happens in an intimate relationship. If you've got to do something 10 times and the other person's not pulling their weight, you start to get frustrated and resentful towards them. So if you've got to unpack the dishwasher every day and they keep leaving all their shit on the sink, you will start to resent them, whether they're your child, whether they're your partner. It's because there is an unfair value exchange going on there. So our brain is essentially giving us feedback around what is fair and what is equitable. And we've got this beautiful built-in thermostat that most people don't even realize. When you understand all this stuff, life makes so much more sense. And then on the other side, if you have someone who gives to you consistently, so if you're a parent and you're consistently giving a lot to your child, they can start to feel guilty because they can't give back something in return of equal value. And so humans that are mentally stable, now not everybody does this, but humans that are mentally stable will understand that there is a fair and equitable value change that's going on. And if not, then there needs to be fair communication and there need to be accountabilities. Things need to be set up front. So if you're always giving up what you want in life for everybody else because you believe that it's better to give than to receive, then essentially you're starting to create unspoken resentments towards other people because you'll start to feel like they're taking from you now, if that's the case, you might eventually get into a shutdown mode where you just shut that shit down and you just suppress all your emotions. That will blow apart one day. So essentially, you're like a big kettle where the steam can't get out. And eventually, the steam will just keep building up until that kettle just blows itself to bits, okay? Because the pressure builds up so much. And this is where you see people absolutely flip out and they snap and they go fucking crazy. And then eventually, they feel really guilty because they flipped out. But that flipping out has been building up for three or four months like I used to do where you just let it build up, let it build up, let it build up, and then eventually you snap. It can also happen as well where people just shut that shit down and then they end up with mental health issues because they just can't deal with that frustration, that stress, feeling like they're not worthy, feeling like they're not good enough. So these things are feedback mechanisms to show you that the rule of life is to create fair and equitable value exchange, but you need to see your value first. And others will not see your value until you see your own value. So you have to go and find your value. You have to go and live your values. People won't just see it. You know, I was speaking to someone the other day and they said, you know, I just wish my family would understand what I'm doing. I said, why the fuck would they understand what you're doing? If an artist has a blank canvas, they see the picture and the vision that they're trying to paint. So the artist starts painting stuff. And when the artist starts painting, it looks like shit, right? They're putting lines on the page. They're putting colors everywhere. The picture looks like shit. But as they keep putting more and more onto the page or onto the canvas, eventually it will start to look like a picture or something beautiful if they're good at what they do. In your own life, you quit your job, you go start a business. Everyone goes, the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? This is crazy. This is stupid. Then you start to go through stages. You make a lot of mistakes, especially if you've never run a business before. You will make a lot of mistakes. As I mentioned before in other podcasts, humans learn based on two ways, trial and error and inspiration. So most people learn by trial and error and they've spent their whole life learning by trial and error and most of us do. The other way is inspiration. So part of the reason why I study and research so much is that if I can learn from other people's mistakes, 
if I can get their knowledge, then what happens is I fast track through the trial and error. There are so many business, in fact, 90, 90, 95% of business owners just have to make the same mistake everybody else has already made. That's why when I get on the phone, I'm doing a sales call to a business owner and they're sitting there and they're talking about all these problems and all the stuff that's happening in their business. I know that they're all happening because their business is the size that those problems happen. They're very predictable. I've gone through them and a lot of the people that I've worked through have gone through them. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help them out because if I can sell them into, let's say our business odyssey, I know that they'll get 12 months of being inspired and learning off of other people's mistakes and and it will fast track their results because they'll just get the templates, the tools and all the things that will work that if they just implemented, they wouldn't have to keep fucking things up in order to learn and it will save them time and it will save them a shitload of money. It will save them a shitload of stress. But there are a lot of people out there who don't think that that's valuable. So then they have to learn through trial and error. It's the same with a child. A parent can say to a child, don't do that. Don't touch that. If you've got a newborn or a young a toddler and you say, don't touch, it's hot. You know what hot means, but the child doesn't. So the child touches and then it burns themselves and it, it cries. You'll say, don't put your hand in the door. Then the door will bang shut and jam their fingers in it and they freak out and they cry. So children learn through trial and error. And then you can keep telling them what to do, but they they're not they normally don't have evolved enough the prefrontal cortex of the brain where they're smart enough to realize that if I just listen to mum and dad or people around me in order to learn, then I won't have to go through the trial and error and all the pain of having to learn through that way. But most people have to learn through trial and error because they just won't learn through inspiration and they won't learn through other people's mistakes because they don't want to listen. Most people are still caught in that teenage mindset where they're trying to beat everybody and they're trying to win and they're trying to develop their own identity. And so it creates a lot of pushback when they get feedback. And so that's very common as well. Most people have to go through trial and error because they just live life ignorantly that they could be inspired. The other thing that normally happens is that eventually they'll get to a point where they become inspired and they realize that they can learn through other people's mistakes through reading, researching, doing seminars, doing events, and it'll fast track your growth and it will make a massive difference. Also through that process though, they'll start to realize that they have skill sets and tools and they'll start to build their value and their worth. But if you still have a conflict between needing to give to everybody else instead of yourself, then it will create a lot of internal conflict because you have a high knowledge, great skills, you'll start to become resentful towards other people because you don't know how to communicate effectively. And it just causes this utter chaos and carnage in your own life and in your own mindset as well when you do not see your own value. I think the greatest gift that I can give to other people is their self-worth. And I said this many, many years ago on my Facebook page, I was talking to another coach because I put up a post and I said, the greatest gift that a person can give to somebody else is their self-worth. And that normally comes through challenging them and also pushing them to grow. And then there were other people who were coming out and going, no, that's not true. You know, we should never push people, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is that if people knew how to grow, they would naturally grow. Most people have just never been taught the skills to grow effectively. And because of that, they will grow a little bit, then they'll sabotage, then they'll grow a little bit, then they'll self-sabotage, then they'll grow a little bit, and then they'll self-destruct. And they keep going through these vicious cycles that don't help them to grow out of it. But anyway, I hope from this episode, you have taken away that the number one most important person in the world is you. Because if you're not the most important person in, the, in your world, then nothing else matters because everyone else is a direct reflection of you. You won't know how to understand anything or anybody else unless you know how to understand yourself. So if you don't have a lot of self-understanding, it's hard to understand others. And that's why when there are, there are people out there who are completely ignorant to themselves, they're normally very ignorant to other people as well. And you see it where someone goes, 
this person did this and I can't believe that they did it. And then someone else sits down and they go, well, it was sort of obvious that they were going to do that because of these reasons. The more self-awareness you have about yourself and the more you see your own value, the more you'll see other people's value. The more you have self-awareness, the more you can see other people's patterns of behavior that you'll be able to see through and navigate. So the more you work on yourself, the better you get at navigating others because the more you see yourself in them. All the great philosophers throughout history have spoken about this. The only way we know the world is by knowing ourselves. If someone's walking down the street and I go, that person thinks that they're good, that person doesn't think that they're good. It's just that I think that they think that they're good. So it's my thought, it's not theirs. I've had this when I drive around in my cars and someone goes, oh, he only bought it in order to get self-validation. What that person is saying is that if I bought a car like that, I would only buy it for self-validation. It's a reflection of them. The more you learn about yourself and the more you value yourself, the more you see this in other people, which means the more you can stay in your own lane, the more you live your own life, the more valuable you become, the more other people see your value because they're not gonna see it until you see your own. Also, the more you're gonna inspire other people because you're gonna be running in your own lane. If you look at the greatest people on the planet that have always achieved great things, they normally know who they are and do what they are born to do. Now, sometimes that is mistaken by a lot of people who devalue themselves as them being ignorant, them being arrogant, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Like anyone who knows me knows that I actually do a lot for other people in the community. You know, I gave, I gave up my free time the other night. I was supposed to spend the night with Jess on Monday night and a client rang me at seven o'clock at night and I had a good chat with them and then it ended up down a rabbit hole where they were, there was some stuff going on in their life and I thought, you know what, I just want to help them. So I spent an hour and a half on the phone. I didn't charge them. I, I don't always do that, but they were, they've been in a community for a long, long time and I wanted to help them. I don't have to do that, but I did it because I do care. But there are other times as well where people say Michael's arrogant, Michael's ignorant, and it's normally just a, a direct reflection of them putting everybody else first apart from themselves. So when they see somebody else doing that, they call it ignorant and they call it arrogant and they try to pull them back down to their level, which is self-depreciation. I know that I'm the most valuable person in my own life. And so I'll prioritize myself the majority of the time. Now, even the other night when I was with that client, it was still for me because they're a, they're a community member. They help others in the community. They, they're an amazing business person as well who does great things. And they've grown their business quite a lot since joining our community two, two, two and a half years ago. For me, it's important to look after them because I get a lot out of that as well. So there was fair value exchange. If that happened though every week, then I would either have to charge them because there's unfair value exchange or I would have to have a conversation and go, look, I can't keep doing this after hours. So you've got to set boundaries. You have to create that fair value exchange, but you have to be the most important person in your own life. And I said this to somebody this morning, and it was that if you're essentially the sun, if you shine bright, everything around you grows. When your brightness goes out, everything starts to wilt around you. And so if you're a parent and you're giving everything to your kids at the expense of yourself, eventually you're burning out. And when you burn out, you're going to start to resent the kids. If you're a business owner and you're doing everything for everybody else, your clients, your staff, eventually you'll start burning out and you'll start to resent them. You have to prioritize and look after yourself. You've got to get good sleep. You've got to look after your nutrition. You know, don't go all day without eating. Don't let people get away without setting effective boundaries. All of those things are going to be self-destructive to you. You just probably need to learn a heap of things like how to communicate more effectively, how to communicate in a way that's non passive aggressive. You know, I learned I learned how to communicate that way through my mum who is passive aggressive. You know, she would let shit build up and then she would just snap. And so that's where I learned it from. And then over time I've had to unwind that and learn that there are better ways of communicating. That if I'm frustrated, I just bring it up straight away. And sometimes that upsets other people as well. But what it does is it establishes boundaries, it sets guidelines, and it says if you want to be around me, this is my expectation in life. You don't have to hang out with me. You don't have to be friends. You don't even have to do business with me. But should you, these are the boundaries and they're there for both parties so that we get the best out of each other. And so when you do that, you actually start hanging out with people who value you more, 
not the people who value you less and keep devaluing you, which keeps reinforcing a pattern of behavior, which is maybe that you're not good enough and that everybody else is more valuable than you. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. If you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, please make sure you do so. All you've got to do is click on the little star button and just give it a star rating on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to it on. It does help us to get out to more people. Also, if you've loved this episode, please share it with your friends and family, post it on your socials, share it across to other people. The more people I can get listening to this stuff and the more I can help to inspire others, the better it's going to be to create a better world of more driven mofos, more driven people that are out there who are pushing hard to achieve great things in life and the more inspiration we have in the world. Anyway, driven mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass. And I look forward to seeing you back here once again on another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Peace out and stay driven.